Welcome to Sundial Now on WLRN. I'm Leslie Ovalle. Unprecedented changes are coming to the Miami-Dade County Commission. A big change of guard is expected to come out of this election cycle, and it all goes back to a term cap referendum that's been slowly taking effect since 2012. This election cycle, it's forcing out a handful of incumbents that have been in office for decades. It could mean a new era for the county. The primary election is on August 23rd. Danny Rivero, a reporter with WLRN, joined me to discuss the impact of these changes. And he started by talking about the impact this layer of county government has on our day-to-day lives. This is the people that oversee the transit system, the police department, the Miami-Dade Police Department. It's the largest police department in the state of Florida. Uh, They oversee you know, the biggest money makers and economic drivers in South Florida, which is Miami International Airport, Port Miami. They make laws about things that can impact businesses and individuals. They control the Miami-Dade Water and Sewer Department, which covers almost the entire county. It's just a massive amount of policy that is decided at the county level rather than the city, state, or even federal level. And so they make a lot of really important decisions that in a very basic way, impacts us every single day. So lots of changes are coming to the county's commission. Why is this election cycle unique? This is something Miami-Dade County voters have been waiting on for a decade. It was so long ago that a lot of voters might not even remember what they're supposed to be waiting for. But the big thing is, this is the moment when term limits for county commissioners fully go into effect. So the The term limits started going into effect in 2020, but since some commissioners weren't up for election at that time, it's only now that those commissioners are going to be termed out. So the long story short here is that this is when the last of the old timer county politicians who we've had in county government for decades are going to be forced out. And so that makes it kind of the beginning of a new era. You know, we're going to have a lot of new faces and new ideas in the county government from top to bottom. Right. And so you're talking about way back, you know, county voters approved a two term cap in a 2012 referendum. Why did voters make that decision? Take us back to that time. Yeah. So this was something that was extremely popular. It passed with more than 75 percent of the vote. And it was a while ago, but it happened in 2012 at a time where there was a lot of anger at politicians in the county. It was in the aftermath of the housing crisis. Property taxes were were raised by the county commission. Um, it was just a year after voters recalled county mayor Carlos Alvarez after the, you know, the debacle of the Marlin Stadium deal. And, you know, this this caused voters to be really angry at politicians. They wanted to be able to get new leadership in there. But there was a problem because incumbents, people that have been in office, have just an astronomical rate of getting reelected. And in Florida, according to Ballotpedia, it's about 96% of incumbents get reelected. And so the voters wanted to put a cap on that and say, okay, you can serve two terms and then you have to be done. You have to be out. And um, so that was the solution. You need to force them out of office. And as we talked about, these change in term limits is quite significant. In 2020, the Miami Herald reported the average tenure for a Miami-Dade commissioner was 14 years. And that's going to go way down. I mean, for these people who are now coming in or might get elected newly to these seats, what does that mean for them? Right. It means that we're going to have less 
lifers. You know, you're going to have less people that are, you know, seemingly in those positions for life because now there's going to be an eight year cap on that. And then you have to do something else. I mean, maybe someone will run for mayor. Maybe someone will run for federal mm-hmm. office or, or, or what have you. But you are going to be capped at eight years. And, you know, it's it, it really is a, a very significant moment. And so there's five incumbents. They're being forced to exit because of these term limits. Uh, tell us a little bit who they are, what's been their legacy, and we'll go a little bit into th- some of these individuals, too. So one of them is Javier Soto. He's a former state senator. He's been a county commissioner since 1993. And, uh, you know, his legacy, a lot of it has really just been nuts and bolts quality of life stuff. He's he's focused a lot on parks and green space in his, in his district, mostly in the Westchester area of, of Miami-Dade. Another one is Rebecca Sosa, who's been a county commissioner since 2001. She was a former mayor of the city of West Miami and actually was a a mentor for Senator Marco Rubio when he was starting off his political career. And um, Sosa has been actually one of the biggest champions of the environment in Miami-Dade County. Um, She's really universally basically heralded as as one of the people pushing to make Biscayne Bay cleaner and healthier. Another one is Jose Pepe Diaz. He's been a commissioner since 2002, and he's the the chairman of the board of, of county commissioners. And He's very loved by developers and the construction industry. He's done a lot for for homelessness with veterans, and um, you know he's he's done a lot for expanding the city of Sweetwater, which is where he's from. And they actually he helped them annex some land and expand their 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 footprint. Um, another one is Sally Heyman. She's a former state representative. She was elected in two thousand two to the commission, and she's focused a lot on public safety firefighting, the the police department, making sure they have everything in order. It's a very big job as a as we have the the largest police department in the state. And the last one who's being pushed out because of term limits is Jean Monestim. He's been a county commissioner since 2010. He was the, the first Haitian American member of the commission. And his legacy, he's really become at the forefront of a lot of issues for lower income residents, for for immigrants, for undocumented immigrants and whatnot. He's been one of the loudest voices in support of those groups in the last couple of years. The race for District 4 commissioner to replace Sally Heyman has actually already been decided because there was only one candidate who qualified in, in time. And that's uh, Mickey Steinberg. She's a, a, a city commissioner at, at, in Miami Beach. And since she was the only candidate to qualify, she didn't even have to be elected, technically. She was, she just automatically has become the next commissioner. But for the rest of the races, um, the majority of them have three or more candidates, which means it, those races probably won't be completely settled here in, in August. Uh, the one exception to that is um, the candidates for District 12 to replace Jose Pepe Diaz. We have JC Bermudez and Sofia Lacayo. Um, there's only two candidates in that, so that race will be decided in a couple weeks. This is a nonpartisan election, right? What should people know about that? Right. So, what that means is that even though it's a primary election, we think, okay, this is when the parties decide their candidates. Well, for the county races, you don't have to be anything to vote in them. You could be Republican, Democrat, third party, independent, because they are nonpartisan. Every and anyone who can vote can have a say in those races if you have an election in your district. 
Right. A good rem- reminder for those who are, aren't registered as either Democrat or Republican that there's still things coming up in this primary election. There's things on the ballot for everyone. Right. Including, you know, depending on if you're in a city like the city of Miami, Miami Beach, uh, Key, Key Biscayne has a has a mayoral election. But a lot of cities have city referendums. So there are things to vote on. That was WLRN reporter Danny Rivero. You can find more of our election coverage on our social media at WLRN Sundial. And we're retooling Sundial. So these shorter Sundial segments that reflect our community are what you'll be hearing from us in the meantime. We want you, the listeners, to be a part of the retooling process as we enter this new era of the show. Tell us, what topics are catching your attention these days? Is there a particular story or subject you'd like us to dig into? Text us at 786-677-0767. Again, that's 786-677-0767. And that's Sundial Now for Wednesday, August 10th. Coming up next time on Sundial Now, we'll hear from a Colombian band that's closing their tour this weekend here in South Florida. Their song, Nuestra Canción, hit number one on the TikTok U.S. chart. We'll discuss the impact and pressures that TikTok is having on how music is being created today. I'm Leslie Ovalle. Thank you so much for listening to Sundial Now. Talk to you tomorrow. The program is made possible in part by support from Miami Cancer Institute. Yeah.